shit show sure what i was gonna say shit show saturdays are weak as fuck but clearly my tongue does not feel the same way i think your body's waiting to catch up was it the caffeine Ooh, i don't know maybe i don't know there is something where it's like there is a disconnect but i don't know what it is should we take a shot <laughs> is that the answer to my problems <laughs> should we all. take a shot <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we do anyway? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Welcome back to the Booked and Busy podcast, babes. Queen of Shadows, our reputation tour. We don't know. We're going to keep singing. We're going to keep blacking out. We're going to keep doing what we do best. And with that, we're not fucking drunk enough for this shit. So we're going to take a shot. Brooke, babe, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Cheers. Bottoms up. Cheers. Oh, I felt that one go down. That was just like rubbing alcohol. To remind everybody, I'm doing what's called shit show Saturdays, which I can't say at this point because I don't feel that drunk, but my tongue feels very drunk. It's doing whatever it wants. It's saying whatever it wants. However, me and myself doesn't feel that drunk, but it's like my mouth is like, blah, blah. I don't know. So- I think I felt that one go through my body. It said, you thought you wasn't drunk, but we about to tip you over the edge. Just to remind everybody what I am doing for shit show Saturdays, which I think I'm going to make a segment here on the podcast every once in a while. Okay. Um, it's just a bunch of random stuff together for the episode. I'm doing two of those like dollar shots that you get out of the barrels at the liquor store. So um, I just took a shot of 99 strawberries. I have a buzz ball. I've already had one buzz ball. I have another one left. And then I have um, a truly popsicle with me in literally like a cooler lunchbox that I brought into <laughs> my office. And that's what I'm drinking. Jada, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a crystal light mixture with kettle one peach and orange blossom botanicals. It is quite the shit. Quite the sheet. Quite the shit, man. So the only thing is, yeah, I'm a little worried. I I actually felt that. I think I was on the borderline of not being drunk. And then I just, I felt it. I don't know if that makes sense. I think so. I don't, I think the caffeine is fucking me up this episode. It's not, I'm not able to accurately rate myself because of it. And I can't explain why. But also, like, you always get fucked up the worst right after the episode ends. I feel like this is going to be one of those times. Yeah, I'm like that because I eat first before we start the podcast. And then you always eat, like, when we're 75% done with the podcast. So, of course, you're sobering up at that point. (laughs) My body's like, (laughs) let's get it started. Let's get it started. Started. Mm Run it, run it, run it, run it. Yeah, I got you. It's just the time difference fucks us up differently, man. Man. Okay, are we are we gonna get into the motherfucking polls? Let's talk about the polls, bitch. All right. Bitch. So I asked, Caltain Rampier's character arc was fucking phenomenal. Chef's kiss. But how do we feel about her death? Should she have lived and become an ally? Because she was powerful AF, like, holy fuck. Or do you think she had a great ending? She should have lived and become an ally. 21% 
I put this in here and I put $21. Ladala beans. <laughs> See, this is where I think the disconnect is happening. I mentally don't feel very drunk, but I think I am. I think you are, babe. Keltane had a great ending, 79%. Jada, how do you feel? This is hard for me. I I wanted Banana Girl to be peeled back for us to see her layers. No, not funny, okay? I think... <laughs> it took me a second, but I got it. <laughs> but I do, I do think that she had a great ending. I think it fits... I think it fits the story. I think it was a deserved kill, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, I wouldn't say deserved. Caltaine sucked in the beginning, right? Because she was this bitch who wanted what Aelin had. She was just jealous. But I don't think that warrants deserved. extreme abuse and death. Deserved wasn't really what I was meaning to say. It just means that, like, I don't know. I just think it fit the story. I think, like, this death made sense. In comparison to Nehemia, which didn't make fucking sense at all. No, I agree. Here's the thing. Keltane, honestly, and I'm going to touch on this in the discussion a little bit further than I am here. Keltane, really fucking powerful. I mean, like, unexpected amounts of power where I, like, at the end, when shit went down, I was like, oh my god. Like, I was taken aback. Yeah. I had to take a pause because I was so blown away. I think if she lived, she would have been an extremely valuable ally. And I think it would have been really cool, like as you said, to peel back the layers and kind of discover who she was. However, I loved the way Sarah J. Mass ended this character. Not that I wanted her dead. I did not. Um, however, I did love the way that she ended things. I loved that she was this bad bitch that wanted to absolutely fucking end the patriarchy in the literal sense where she went up and just killed those motherfuckers with her power. And then in the end, she had to end up sacrificing herself, but it was for the greater good of women. And I, I love that. I, it was just, yeah, so- I think, I think that's so what I powerful. meant. For sure. Like she deserved that kind of like powerful ending. You know what I mean? It was so powerful. I loved it. Like I actually like gasped because of this ending. Like I think this was the most shocking part for me because I was like, God damn, like I am so sorry I ever called you banana girl. (laughs) No, she's still banana girl. (laughs) No, I don't think she deserved that. All right, drink win game again. If you want a refresher, we are doing a drink win. I'm not sure how accurately we have been following this, but we have been trying to. A bunch of people have come in here and told us when to drink. Every time that we mention something, a character does. Within the story, if you want a recap of everything that people sent in, you can go back to the first episode because there's too many here for me to reread. Mostly it's like Kale's a dumbass, Rowan is territorial. Sexual tension sexual tension and then we have one for each other um jada has to drink anytime she talks about how she kind of agrees with kale and i have to drink anytime i talk about how much i hate the sewers which i have really been restraining on that because oh my fuck brad (laughs) 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 oh my god that scared the fuck out of me (laughs) 
really good job sneaking up because I had no idea it was there. <laughs> I'm definitely going to pull that video footage later. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just... Like all of a sudden I just saw this, like, it was like black in that corner. And then I just saw like white. I was like, <laughs> Gerald. I, yeah. I thought something <laughs> happened with Gerald. I was like, what? And then you were like, Brad. And I was like. <laughs> all right. Speaking of a lead heard the moans of pain, terror, and despair. <laughs> She held the basket of clothes that were once stained with blood, the blood of the witches that the demons have been impregnating for like God knows how long, this whole half of the entire book. Once she had made it back, Elite vomited in true Sarah J. Mass style over everything and everyone. Okay. She had seen the chamber in quotation marks. The thing that opened the door was a beautiful man. But he was not a man. Darkness leaked out of him. Interesting. There were no witchlings, no babies. They were creatures. The yellow legs chained to the tables on altars. She told Manon and Astrin this. You know, this sounds like something I had asked for at one point in our Kingdom of the Wicked episode. You want to be chained to a table? Just not impregnated. Okay. <laughs> A fight broke out between Astrin and Manon. Do you, is that how you pronounce Astrin's name? Astrin. You let them do this. Manon was like, well, yeah, I did. You were there. <laughs> LOL's like, why are you surprised? As soon as they left, Alid looked at her. Manon said, I do not expect a human to understand what it's like with no homeland to be cursed in external exile. This part right here didn't see coming. Because Elite says, I do actually, my kingdom conquered by King of Adarlan, my mother died the night Aelin Galathinius was sought out, and she told her to run. But that was an Assassin's Blade. But I didn't expect it for it to be Elite. They said her name, an Assassin's Blade. I just, I don't know, I didn't make the connection, so it was like a shock to me. It was easy to look over because she wasn't a main character in the storyline in Assassin's Blade. But for whatever reason, my brain remembered that part. Well, I didn't remember it. I had chills. I 100% had chills. She said, I would fight tooth and claw to get her. Manon said nothing to that, but she said this. Do you believe monsters are born or made? And Elite says, I'm not the one who needs to answer that question. Interesting. This is why I ship. Aelin and Manon because they both feel that way but in a way they're almost like the same character they're very similar they have a lot of parallels which I think will be recognized in the next couple books yeah Dorian's gonna be like I have a type and Manon's gonna be like you do have a type Ooh, maybe it'll create drama I mm, I'm not sure about that because no offense to Aelin but Manon is like on a whole other playing field she is, but you do have to recognize the similarities. Yes, and personality-wise. But Yes. Well, they're also, like, very blonde, very fair, very, you know, thin, fit, bad bitch, get shit done, kill without remorse. I mean, yeah, honestly. But that's personality-wise. I, I still don't think their, their fan art, the way they're portrayed in the books, I don't think that they kind of, like, match up to me. 
Aylin is very sorority girl to me in my brain. And Manon is very like ethereal something, ethereal something. And I love everything about it. I want to actually vomit going over this. So we're going to do this quickly. Okay. Let me just swig. I'm disgusted, boozy gang. I'm, I am literally disgusted. Aylin embalms herself with Arabin scent. So gross. Well, she does it strategically though, not because she wants to. Well, I know, but he sent it to her for that purpose and it's disgusting. I hate every single second of this. Aiden says she's going to kill him tonight, isn't she? And we are all like, I sure as fuck hope so, because we are tired of Arabin. He is dragging in the past. We are ready for him to be axed off. Aelin comes down the stairs. Rowan turns to her and is utterly still. Black velvet hugged every curve and hollow before pulling at her feet, revealing each too shallow breath as Rowan's eyes grazed over her, his eyes lingering south and slithered back up to meet her in a fiery gaze. It was time for demons in dining. Two of my favorite things. Chapter 32. (laughs) (laughs) Relatable. Wait, don't listen to that! (laughs) Welcome home, Arabin Purd. I actually want to die. And you smelled divine too. I'm glad my gift was put to good use. Yuck. I I, I love this part though. This part right here. Yes, this next one. It is chef's kiss. Not going to lie. Rowan straightened into a killing calm at his words. You can call me by Rowan. That's all you need to know. Oh, and thanks for the oil, by the way. My skin was a little dry. (laughs) She. I laughed so fucking hard because i did not expect this this was so petty but so funny at the same time like it was just so like yes yes rowan yes rowan give it to us we love this ass so let's cut to the chase arabin takes aelin down to where sam's body was previously bitch move he slays a demon and takes the ring from him ha ha he's a dumbass Then they go eat dinner like nothing happened. And nothing made me happier than when Arabin was clearly trying to talk to... Arabin was clearly trying to talk to Aelin, but Rowan was inside of her head. And this to me was the first time sexual tension was 100% present, voiced, out in the open, even though it is inside their heads. Babies, let's drink. Let's drink. We've got sexual tension. Let's drink. Oh no. Mm. Love alcohol. (laughs) Cheating this shitty. You made me hate this city. That's alien to um, Arabin. Something in my brain is like if you rent dirty cap of drink underwater, that takes away all germs. sure i believe let your dreams be um dreams believe in what you want to want to okay it makes me feel better (laughs) yeah sure yeah that's exactly what happens Mm -hmm. my mom once told me when i was younger that you know i don't know how she knew this and it's probably not even true but she told me that men that worked in factories 
would pee on the conveyor belts of like canned drinks and canned fruit and produce and stuff. And so that's why you should always rinse off the tops of your cans because random men have peed on the top of them. I could go my whole life without that. Thank you. Okay. I don't know, but that last shot that I took of that 99 strawberries. Did it fuck you up? Yep. Yes. All right, here we go. Bounce go wow wow. She fought the twitching in her lips. Aylin said, I would pay good money to see 17-year-old Aylin meet 17-year-old Rowan. His green eyes glittered. Arabin was still talking. 17-year-old Rowan wouldn't have known what to do with you. He could barely speak to females outside his family. Liar. I don't believe that for a second. It's true. You would have scandalized him with your nightclothes. Even with that dress you have on, she sucked on her teeth. He would probably have been even more scandalized to learn. I'm not wearing any underwear. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. The table rattled as Rowan's knees banged into it. I love it. I love it. He says, and I just imagine his voice gravelly against her brain. You can't be serious. Did you see any place where this dress might hide them? Because I know you've been looking. Every line and wrinkle would show. Rowan shook his head, his eyes dancing with light that she'd only recently come to glimpse and cherish. Do you delight in mocking me? How else am I supposed to keep a cranky immortal entertained? She! She! Damn, bitch. You have lost your spark. (laughs) (laughs) That was an exciting part. The part, the, the spark is there. It's like, I just, oh, wow. That last shot really got you. Yeah, that was killer. <laughs> okay, well, you you've got you've got your whole part <laughs> in a discussion. Bitch, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, Arabin and Aelin headed into the sitting room. He has realized Aelin had been going behind his back. Somehow he is shocked. We don't know what goes on in his tiny pea-sized brain. He pulls out the amulet, the third and final word key, taunting her with it even if he doesn't say it out loud. One more thing, Arabin says, and he takes Aelin's hand and shoves the demon ring on her finger. When I tell you I was gritting my teeth, screaming, I was. Blink, he orders. Smile, she does it. Say I love you. Say I love you, Arabin Hamill. I really thought in this moment that this was it. It was like, I don't know how they're going to come back from this, but I know they are, but it's like, this is it. It was disgusting. I was like, God damn, I want her to murder him right now. Somebody come fucking murder this bitch right now. No, same. She walks out and Arabin's pea-sized brain truly believes that he made her into a perfect, broken, obedient doll, but he hadn't. The ring was a fake. Once they were back safely... She looked at the key and it was quiet. It was quiet. 
slumbering. And something that I found interesting that I highlighted was she had picked up the amulet to drop it into the little space when the thread tugged inside of her. No, not a thread, but a wind. As if some force barreled from Rowan into her. As if their bond, B-O-N-D, were a living thing. And she could feel what it was to be him. She dropped the amulet into the compartment. It thudded only once, a dead weight. What? Rowan asked. I felt you, she said. What do we feel? How do we feel about that? I don't know. I feel like there's definitely something going on beyond the blood oath in the Karanam. I could be wrong. There has to be. I'm tired of it. (laughs) Again, I do have something at the end. I think it's very far-fetched. But I do have something like if you've had the mating bond once, you can't have it again. I feel like that's been confirmed over and over. So it's like very interesting. It's like, what else is happening here? There's got to be more. Later on that night, he rolled over to Aelin and said, what are you thinking? She says, I'm thinking the next time I want to unsettle you. All I need to do is tell you how rarely I wear undergarments. Is there a reason you do that, princess? Is there any reason not to, she says. It hit her. It hit her like a stone, the wanting. She lifted her other hand to his face and began tracing the lines of his tattoo on his face. He shuddered. Don't do that. Don't touch me. Don't touch me like that. This part leaves me with a big, big ouch. Yeah, that hurt. Big ouch. That hurt Ted. While that's happening, Lysandra is having the time of her life slaughtering Arabin. Loves to see it. Loves every part of it. Chapter 47. I really like this next part. Aelin literally goes full telenovela. And it's like, what happened? Who did this? Oh, the will? You mean daddy's money. It's all mine. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Then Rowan over there in the corner is like, he hated it, hated that he couldn't reach her right now. She is so upset. She's a different person. And I'm like, I like this person. <laughs> I like this. I like the follow through. I like the anger. I like the resentment. I love the bitchiness. I am here. <laughs> All while they are just staring at Arabin's mangled body designed by XOXO Lysandra. Like he is just thinking this. And Aelin was like, hmm. It just needs a little something, a little something extra, a little something else. One more final touch. And she axes his head off. Add a fucking baby, okay? That's my girl right there. Fuck me up with that shit. Okay, so this is post-episode Brooke. I am currently editing this episode, and I just wanted to mention, I don't think we covered enough here on Arabin's death. And to be quite honest, I was pretty fucked up here and I was just like doing my best okay to stay alive so after we recorded this episode the next day Jada and I were like snapchatting back and forth we were like Arabin was like this badass assassin lord who was always like two steps ahead of everyone and was like basically seemed like he was impossible to kill the entire series and so how did they kill this man so damn easily? That is the question we wanted to know. And do we think he had a good death or do we think that he deserved to be tortured? I mean, to put it quite bluntly, 
we were like, I don't know, let's ask the Discord. So, we have a whole discussion on these topics in the Discord. People have been answering back and forth their opinions. And if you want to join in on this conversation, um, you can head on over to our Patreon and sign up for our $3 Booked and Brewery membership until September 1st of 2021. Um, it is a one-time payment for lifetime membership into the Booked and Boozy Discord, so make sure you take advantage of this great deal, because starting September 1st, it will be bumped to $5. Okay, I apologize for that shameless self-promo. Back to the episode. We hope to see you there. Moving on, Rowan was half asleep by the time Aelin came home. She was in a flimsy nightgown. Her scent hit him as she unbound her hair. It had shaken him so thoroughly from centuries encased in ice that he'd hated her at first. Again, this is like an alarm in my head. And now that scent drove him out of his mind. About last night, he said, but she said, it's fine. It was a mistake. Like, good job, buddy. You really screwed that one. (laughs) You really fucked that one up. (laughs) All right. I'm going to undo my, my dark highlights real quick. Hold on. Yeah, I saw these when you were making the notes. I was like, what is that? It's my pride and joy. Um, It's everything that I want that I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to have. Now they're in a secret tunnel. Secret Secret tunnel. tunnel. Looking for hellfire, of course, because it's just so easy to find. The shadow market was rumored to be built on the God of truth. The catacombs were a temple where people in the past had scried their sins on the walls. This, for some reason, sounds really hot to me. And I was like, why? (laughs) No, just wait. I was like, why does this have my spidey senses tingling? I'm not sure. We're going to find out. This deity, the God of truth, gives me zaddy energy. Okay. The same zaddy energy as my number one from Akatar. Just remember, I don't want to fuck Faye, babes. Gods and demons only. The bone carver. Ooh, you said the god of truth and I was like, the Morrigan? Nope, the bone carver, baby. Listen to this quote. What if there was a god of truth, a sin eater? He was not a benevolent sort of deity. No, with a temple built from bones of murderers and thieves and worse. They did not know his true name, so they called him Erwin, the Dark King. It was a grave of Elena and Gavin's confessional. They battled the Dark King, but he was never killed. They buried him in the Black Mountains so that the noble family who dwelled above might forever guard it. There are no Black Mountains in a Darlin. End quote. Now, there are some issues with this, but a girl can dream, right? In Akatar, he, he is referred to as an old god, a god of death. Part of his power is, his primary power is to divine the future, specifically the deaths of others. He often carves the death scenes into bones brought to him by others, gifts in exchange for knowledge that he possesses, written on the very walls in that temple. As a result of his divination ability, the bone carver also has an innate power to see or to hear on the <laughs> magical. It is what is happening in the world at all times in the present, except being that he can't see the cauldron, although he can hear it. 
because it is written to him in the walls. This gives him a vast amount of knowledge which others seek to possess. His name is the motherfucking bow carver and I can spot my daddy anywhere! <laughs> I did, oh my god! I, I did not put this together! But of course you did. Of course you did, but like it makes so much fucking sense. And you know, like Amarin came from another world, so it only makes sense if the bone carver too. Like, I would not be surprised. And of course, there are people speculating that Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City are somehow all linked. So in Akatar, I kind of went over it really fast because I was excited. But in Akatar, they refer to him as the old god or the death god. It is so fitting that they are in this temple bones bone carver people who have died who wrote their truths on his wall giving him that divination that ability the power to see carved their truths literally into bones yes ma'am oh my fuck that's my zaddy right there oh my fuck i wonder if anybody has ever made that connection before you i'm sure i'm sure they have but I, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it yet. Really? Maybe like, maybe it's explained later on and I'm just sounding like a fucking idiot right now, like excited, but it just, it made everything. It just made so much sense. And also like being the God of truth. Remember how he's always like one step ahead in Akatar, and like part of his abilities is also to glamor himself. He always knows the truth of what is actually going to happen. So he glamors himself like basically into what the future is going to present to certain characters in the Akatar series, right? Oh God, I'm shook. (laughs) I was shook too, baby. I said, hmm, why do I like this? And then I had to really analyze it. And I was like, hmm, makes sense. (laughs) And also they call him this. Okay, here's another one. They call him the sin eater. And what does he always ask in return to Farah and Reesen? He asks for a truth in exchange for them to tell him answers. It just it just makes so much sense to me. It better just be fucking right. Does parallel universe? Yes, ma'am. They left the Sin Eaters Temple. The air itself still heavy. Just to make sure I have it right, we are now facing 3,000 bloodthirsty Iron Teeth witches on Laverne's and a host of deadly soldiers gathering in the south of Adarlan. Yep, they do be kind of fucked. Aelin was visibly shaken. She had been through a lot within the last 24 hours. Rowan was trying to calm her, but she walked away straight into the arms of a Lorcan, a knife at her throat. Listen, who the fuck actually cares? Not me. <laughs> This was literally a plot device for them to almost fuck. We know that. So let's just get to the part that we all want, that we all want to talk about. Really, I just read straight from the book because I'm too lazy to type out all the shit that I have to say. I failed you. I swore to protect you and I failed you tonight. Rowan, it's fine. It's not fine. His hand was warm as it clamped his shoulder. The sexual tension in the room ignites. The panic lingers, though. I broke your trust. His pine and snow scent wraps around her. 
she should move away, roll out of reach like kale. (laughs) (laughs) You made the same joke earlier. Fucking stop. I didn't. You said it was bad. (laughs) I missed you, he said quietly, his gaze darting between her mouth and her eyes. It's not like they're very far apart, but he's darting between them. When I was in Wendelin, I lied because I always lie. He was like, I missed you so much. I almost went out of my mind. I was glad for the excuse to track Lorcan here just to see you. And tonight when he had that knife up to your throat, I kept thinking about how you might never know that I missed you with only an ocean between us. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders, and we no. walk <laughs> the water. No. Did you hear that crack? That was a demon trying to come out. <laughs> okay. All right. Billie Eilish. Ocean eyes don't care. All right. I say that. <laughs> but if death was separating us, I would find you. I don't care how many rules it would break. I would find you again, always. She put her hand up to his face. I'm sorry, he still seemed to say. Eyes locked. Aelin, he breathed. Not a reprimand or a warning, but a plea. She arched her neck further. And this is where, this is what I really want to talk about. A silent invitation. His head hovered over her neck. He let out a soft groan and grazed his teeth against her skin. Elongated canines along her flesh would would they would they about to you know um i don't think the whole feeding off each other is going to play a factor in these books however it did give vampire vibes i could see where you would think that all right let me let me really nail it in carefully he closed his teeth over the spot where her life blood thrummed and pounded his breath hot on her skin Ooh, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. Because <laughs> I feel like all the books are supposed to like loosely connect, right? And that's not something that Reese and Feyre have. So it's like, that doesn't seem like a possibility for me in these books. I kind of don't want to see it go the vampire line because it's just like every other book does. But like, right? it kind of does seem like it might go that direction. Right? That's, I mean, that was very specific. It was. Let's go deja vu. Rowan says, I want to take my time with you to learn every inch of you. And this apartment has very, very thin walls. I don't want to have an audience, he added as he leaned down again, brushing his mouth over the cut at the base of her throat. When I make you moan, Aelin. He did cut her. It literally says over the cut at the base of her throat. Oh no, he was licking the blood from where Lorcan had the knife. What? Yes. He added as he leaned down again, brushing his mouth over the cut at the base of her throat. He was licking that blood, sis. No. Yes. Flip the page. Literally one page. While they be kind of fucking close to. And Dorian is like, sorrow, pain, demon. Oh, that's my name. Nana. And then in the meantime, Evangeline comes running 
in and says, Lysandra was taken. So that's fantastic. These people really be letting their guard down during coitus, you know, like can't even have a break. Hence the rescue mission begins. Aelin, Rowan, Adion, Nesrin, and Kale surrounded the map. Q, Kale, don't touch him. Don't touch my Dorian. Q, Aelin, I'll kill him if I want to. Q, sexy time interlude for distraction before the battle. I'll even let you decide how I tell you, with words or with my teeth and tongue. Q, Aelin sliding down his bare pectoral, end quote, tongue. Q, my favorite damn part of this entire 600-page book. Let's get it, bitches, because the witches are here. Manon looked up to the king. The man closest glancing around his sapphire eyes went right to Manon and stayed there. He would have been beautiful if it weren't for the collar around his throat and the utter coldness in his perfect face. He smiled at Manon as though he knew the taste of her blood. I almost passed out reading that. I don't know if you know this. I think I've admitted this before. I have a blood kink. I have a blood kink. Hmm. I blame it. I blame it on the vampire books that I read when I was younger, but I have a blood kink. I mean, like, I don't think you can blame you for that. We're going to blame Stephanie Meyer, right? Yes. Yes. I, I would like to publicly blame it on Twilight. So we can't publicly blame it on other things. Period. What does that mean? I like to say spicy. You'll never find out. Dorian. Didn't even know his own name, but damn, that bitch was so fine. He started to just so he could give it to her. Is there a reason you're smiling at me or shall I interpret it as a death wish? I've never been with a witch, he says casually. I've been with plenty of men and you all taste the same. I dare you. I think not, but would you bleed red or black, princeling? I'll bleed whatever color you want me to, witchling. Ooh. Fuck. Fuck. That is TMYBT. Also, guys, Brooke was there to encounter this. I was screaming, was I not? Yeah, I didn't know what it was about, but you were. (laughs) I was screaming over this because I said in the earlier books, I don't know why their aesthetics, Dorian and Manon, the two most bisexual dark bitches, In this entire book, they would look good together. I felt it in my bones. And as soon as it popped off, I literally, I texted Taylor from Tipsy Book Talks and I said, what is this? I was like, is this what I think it is? Because I was having a fucking panic attack. I was screaming. I was living for it. This is everything that I want. And it's going to carry. It's, it's, it's literally going to carry itself on the back of this series. The, the, they're carrying the series on their backs. From this point on for me, I will finish the series just for this. I think for once you're going to get what you want. Yeah, this is what I want. This is what I've wanted. So I'm here for it. But while they're having this flirty banter, pale, I mean, pan over to Kale in the shadows like, you wish that was you, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) In the midst of his spying, he legit gets caught in... What is it? 4K? He he gets caught in 4K by 13 witches. Like literally the dumbest shit ever. Like he literally stepped out of the bushes and like there's the 13 witches. Also, I love that it's 13. That is also very Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Very favorite- reputation tour. Very Taylor yes. Swift. Yes. Taylor Swift's favorite number is 13. 
<laughs> Sarah J. Mass said, I'm a Swifty. <laughs> Look what you made me do. Rowan and Aylin come to save the day, and they were just about to free Kale, just about to make it from the wing leader when Aylin's big fucking fat ass mouth, double D titty size, turns around and says, I suppose that makes you smarter than Baba Yellow Legs. All 13 witches turned to face her. From then on, she was marked as a witch killer. And by Manon's hands, she had to die. We did prophesize this, by the way. No, we definitely did. I def- I thought that this was going to be the main reason that Manon came after Aelin. I thought that, I, I had no idea that they were going to side, like all the witches were going to side with the king. That was surprising for me. You did kind of skip over this whole like fight scene, which I thought was like phenomenal. I thought that was your part. Oh, I guess I just skipped 60 completely. <laughs> okay. No worries. Anything for my witch queen. Basically, it was a big, it was a big bitch fight. And I loved every second of it. Manon and Aelin Galathinius face off. Here's the thing. I feel like I said previously that like they were going to have like a huge fight, like a falling out. This is everything that I could have hoped for and more. Their eyes flashed with fury. Swords drawn, vicious snarls proceeded. And they were in a face-off. Queen, savior, enemy. Manon didn't give a shit. She was going to kill the woman. Their laws demanded it. And she was going to honor that demand. I mean, literally, it was like SmackDown versus Raw. They were literally like the world was collapsing around them. I like literally, I don't know why, but I imagine this very Avatar style, like Aang the Last Airbender and Zuko's dad type shit, like where they're just like jump, like they're jumping around on rocks, like throwing shit at each other, just like doing like full, full shebang, even though magic is not present. I feel like if they did have their magic, it would look exactly the same, would it not? Yeah, full send. Full send. The queen looked at the nails, teeth, and grinned. Honestly, it was a shame that Manon had to kill her. I mean, it was like, it was beautiful. She was like, hmm, this bitch, she do be cunning. She do be evil. And then the other one was like, hmm, this bitch, she really likes this aspect about me, which others fear. It's a shame I have to kill her. And it was Again, like- Again, enemies to lovers. This, oh, this is what sealed it in for me. I was like, these two bitches, they're very similar. And then when this happened and they were like, it's really a shame that I have to kill the other. And they were both thinking it about the other person. It's like, oh, this would be, this would be top tier. These two blonde as bad bitches together. I mean, it's hot. It's definitely hot. It is. The entire island swayed like against them. Thunderous cracks. There was a flicker of blue and white, a flash of a red cloth, a glimmer of iron, a hand, a shoulder grappling with a fallen column. Aelin tries to look the other way. She tries to get out herself, but she's like, damn, that bitch be too powerful to let her die off. Her enemy, her new enemy who would have killed Rowan if given the chance, a monster incarnate, but she was a monster herself. She was not going to let another bad bitch fall. If anything, they agreed on one thing. 
all men shall fall. I mean, all men shall fall. <laughs> Only women will rise. So she goes to save her. A life for a life, Manon says, for she now owed her enemy a life debt. This is truly the epitome of hoes before bros. Yes, it truly Feminism. Is. Yes, my own. I want to be fucked like a slut. Come on, daddy. All right. Chapter 61. I'm taking us home. Let's get through Queen of Shadows. It's been a long ride. So, Aelin and Manon, they have had their little battle. They have stoked it out. And Rowan is hurt. It did not take much. He has taken an arrow through the shoulder to protect Aelin. And he is going down fast. I was kind of like this 500 plus year old fey man after 500 years of living on this earth just by an arrow randomly through the shoulder i don't know it was hard for me to believe they go to nesrin's dad's house where we see fleetfoot again and a midwife patches ruin up aelin looks at kale would you have killed him if you had the chance yes i was ready for that he says we jump back into Manon's point of view. And the king asks her, what took her so long? She says there were rebels in the forest and she killed them. And he tells her about the weapon and it's a mirror. Like apparently he was going to use it to reflect Caltaine's <laughs> shadows or something. I don't really understand. It just seemed like a mirror to me, but whatever. Okay. Wow. Wow. And then Alid got caught trying to run away by her uncle and he imprisoned her in the dungeons. Manon goes to her room to sleep, but Ashton is there. We need to talk. They take their dragons and fly away. Manon realizes that Ashton has been keeping secrets from her, that her grandmother is extremely evil. Then Manon's heart grew three sizes that day. When they get back, Aelin tells Lysandra that she's paid off she and Evangeline's debts to the brothel, and they are now free. And that's pretty much it from that chapter. It was really heartfelt. I was, I was really excited about this, actually. Jumping back into Manon's point of view, she flees to Rifthold. Manon flies to Rifthold. <laughs> and then we jump into Alid's point of view, and all she says for the next three chapters in her POV is, I'm all alone. There's no one here besides me. <laughs> if Shrek was not like an ingrained part of your childhood, I feel sorry for you. Same. I'm so glad that you got that. My troubles are all gone. <laughs> but you gotta have friends. <laughs> What is the theme song for um, Shrek? It's not Hey Now. Hey Now, you're a rock star. It's your game, game on. on. Go, Go play. play. Except it's not rock star. I think it's all star. I'm a shooting star. Oh, wow. Wow. It's not rock star, though. It's all star. Listen, my whole life I thought it's been <laughs> rock star. 
Nope. I was shook. I found out about five years ago and it it shook me to the core. Fun fact, I had the Shrek Game Boy and I still believed in Santa Claus at the time. And so my parents were like, Santa Claus couldn't make the pink and blue one. <laughs> Only make the green and orange one. And so I had the Shrek uh, Game Boy and it came with the Shrek game. And I played the Shrek game like nobody's fucking business. I, you know what? I think I still have it. And I, I love loved that. it. I, I, I played Shrek all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> this does not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> not even the teensiest bits. <laughs> all right. Where the fuck am I? Okay. All right. There's no one here besides me. Okay. Back in Rowan's point of view, he went to go meet with Lorcan, and Lorcan tells him that he killed all the stone demons, and they end up trading the amulet for the ring that grants them immunity to the demons. But the amulet, aka the word key, is a fake. (gasps) We... (laughs) They've done it again. We jump back to Dorian's point of view, and we actually make a little bit of progress. The only name he remembers in that pit of despair is Manon. At least someone is going to get the mating bond. (laughs) (laughs) At least, right? She! (laughs) Aelin and Kale kiss and make up, finally letting each other go. Not literally kiss, but they literally make up. Thank God. No, it was getting annoying. It did not work. That night, Aelin strutted into the bedroom wearing a gold nightgown, just as Rowan had requested. I want to kiss you just once, she says. He wrapped his hands around her body, silk smooth under his hands, but her body was firm under the silk. She kissed him. Can't relate. (laughs) 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 Ah, Okay. She kissed him. He bit back a groan. His body went still. The entire world went still at the whisper of a kiss. The answer to a question he'd asked for centuries. Pause. What was the question he was asking? I don't know. I hope it's a mating bond. Here's my thing. What if Aelin is his actual mate and he made a mistake in the first time? Okay, well, maybe. Or what if she... (laughs) What if she reincarnated? What if she was Lyra or whatever her name no, was? No, I hate that. <laughs> I don't like it either, but I'm try- just trying to make sense of things. Jesus Christ. This is what Taylor talks about when we go so far off the board. That feels very far. Well, it does feel very far. I'm just trying to make sense of things. Like, okay. how do you mistake the mating bond? I don't think that's something that people can do. I don't know. But that's better than the reincarnation. I'll take that any day. But you know what? That bitch died hundreds of years ago and then Aelin pops up. It's like, mm, no. Uh, I, don't, I don't want it to be true either. But I it's hate like, it. Mm, yeah, no. I They're same. described completely differently. Well, the whole point of reincarnation is to come back differently and to fulfill roles and destinies and have different experiences than you did in the past life. No, answer is no. I mean, I'm not saying I want it either. I don't, but I'm like, is this a possibility? No. I mean, I don't know. No. (laughs) 
Anyways, they're making out and they stop. Again, he breathes. If we live through tomorrow, you'll get the rest. <sighs> How dumb is this bitch? <laughs> you might die. At least get the D before you get the D-I-E, okay? Yep. Fuck today, fight tomorrow. <laughs> That's the motto. <laughs> you make me want to live, Rowan. Not survive. Not exist. Live. Okay, well then live in the today. You might not have the tomorrow. Go ahead and get your D before you D-I-E. See, this is this is the problem. We talked about earlier how I, it was in the first episode where we're like, maybe she's just trying to like learn from her mistakes. Baby Aileen, if we remember correctly, you had one chance to fuck your mate, Sam. <laughs> and then he died the next day. He was I, like, I have all the time in the world. <laughs> right. He literally was like, I have all the time in the world. I will wait for you forever and literally died the next day. Like you think this would have been out of all the other things that were going through her mind that was like, she was like, I'm not going to, this is not going to be a Sam reenactment. We're not going to do that. You think that they would have just done it right here, right there. She was like, I'll let you use my soap, but you're not getting this vagine. I feel like that was, that was partially out of character because she wouldn't have been like so easy about it. I don't know. You you think she wouldn't have been so easy about it, or do you think she should have been? Like she wouldn't have been easy about like like the what ifs lingering before possibly they died the next day. You know, I think already at this point her bond is stronger with Rowan than it ever was with Kale, and she already gave it up for Kale. Kale was her first, and the fact that she's like, mm, we might die tomorrow, but I'm still gonna make you wait. It's like what okay um i'm gonna just let y'all know if that was me i would have pulled ball to that motherfucker like easy <laughs> <laughs> pole vault and land she land. said I'm a, she said i'm gonna stick that landing literally <laughs> yes i'm gonna get a 10 a triple 10 like in the u.s olympics on that fake dick bitch <laughs> Why did you put on the gold nightgown to not follow through? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck? Nah, I would have been, been like, get ready to be dick down, Fayboy. <laughs> Rowan said, I'm just going to go in the bathroom and beat one out. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So, nothing happens, and I'm disappointed. <laughs> I've heard that we're going to get it soon. I bet it's not going to be much. Really? I've heard Throne of Glass is much more tame than Agatar. Well, I'm sure it is, but I really don't require a lot. Yeah, but I don't want that fade to black shit we got with Kale. Um, yeah. yeah. I, you think it'll be a little bit less fade to black? I mean, I hope it won't be fade to black, but we will see. I think it'll be a little less fade to black. I think Sarah J is like a little like growing up with the series, so I think she'll make it less. I agree that she's growing up with the series. I am not going to get my hopes up, but like as the series is progressing and I had high expectations, I have learned to lower them. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> so the next day she was walking through town to get breakfast when the vendor told her that everyone was on edge because of the signs that had been posted all over the city in black blood that said witch killer the human is still inside of him chapter 68 today is the day the sun is shining the tank is clean <laughs> the tank is clean <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all I could think about. Even when I was reading the book, for some reason, this was stuck in my head, like a montage of it just cycling over and over. Anyways, um, Rowan and Aeon go down into the sewers. LOL, sorry. my favorite place. To the catacombs. Drink. I don't have anything open. Too bad. I'll have the popsicle. <laughs> Drink it. It's, ah. it's not the slightest bit frozen it's been sitting in this lunchbox and it melted <laughs> well it has the same amount of alcohol percentage just shake it and give it a go shake it off remember those shake weights yeah people were like oh my gosh it's like giving a hand job it's like why would you buy this piece of equipment when you could just go give a hand job right save a horse ride a cowboy brad's probably listening like yeah bitch <laughs> Get to fucking work, you fucking oh. <laughs> so anyways, today's the day. The sun is shining. I think we've already been through this. Okay. <laughs> Rowan and Aeon go down to the sewers, into the catagones to light the hellfire. Love that. I think that's where I got the popsicle out, actually. Here, mm-hmm. I'll drink again. Meanwhile, Aelin is fake hostaging Kale's ass to the castle. But as they arrive, Ress and Brulo, with 14 other of Kale's men, were hanging on the wall dead jada did not care didn't even blink they enter through the gates and she says to the guards tell his majesty that his champion has returned and that she's brought him one hell of a prize but the king is already two steps ahead of her and knows that she is aelin but that shouldn't have mattered because at noon rowan and adion would detonate the hellfire blowing up the tower and magic would be back and that she could defeat the king right the clock strikes noon and nothing happens. Not even a fart of an explosion because Lorcan had lied. He hadn't killed the stone demons, which were now attacking Ron, Ron and Aeon, and they were losing. The king's... <laughs> the king's... Ex- Not even a toot. Not even a toot, Lovato. Queen of Shadows featuring a toot of an explosion. <laughs> because Lorcan had lied. He hadn't killed the stone demons, which were now attacking Rowan and Aeon, and they were losing. The king sicks Dorian on Aelin, and she runs out of the throne door, room doors. Oh, God. Maybe I'm kind of drunk. He chases after her, Elsaing her ass all the way to a glass bridge. Kale stayed back to face the king. He spread his arms out wide as the darkness hit him. Aelin, standing on the bridge with no way out, pleads with him, with Dorian, inside, for him to hear her, for him to remember, telling him they came for him. LOL. Yeah. What he doesn't know is you know, we're going to eat his ass. <laughs> Flip back to Rowan's point of view. They were losing to the stone demons. Bad. But then Lorcan comes in to save the day. Kills a bunch of them. Helps them light the hellfire. And dips. Boom. Magic is back, baby. <laughs> Aelin is still pleading. Dorian, come back. Dorian, remember. Dorian, we get to come back from this. From the grief. I'm like, Dorian. I do think he my number one. I love fucking Dorian. I love me some Dorian. I came back for you. And then it hit them. Magic. Dorian looks down to find the gold demon repellent ring on his finger. His demon starts screaming and tries to get it off, but he can't. Fight it, she says. 
take it off, take it off, he screams. The one time I don't want these, the one time I find, oh God, the one time I don't find these words from this man attractive. And he sends his eyes towards her just as the sun was shining down, Avatar the Last Airbender style on her firebender ass, fueling her power. This was hot. This was uh, like phenomenal. Dracarys. And she shoved her power back at him. She used her flame to hold the demon back, the fire not hurting Dorian. He used this to his advantage and began to push back. And finally looked out through his eyes and saw Selena Sardothian. Rowan and Adion were fucked again. And not only did they get one saving grace, they somehow got lucky enough for a second savior to come to their rescue. A ghost leopard appeared out of nowhere and fucked all the guards up. Lysandra. She this ran- shit. Mm, T-M-Y-P-T. Then she ran up towards the gate to the castle to go help her friends. Aelin was starting to burn out. Dorian was slipping in and out of control. When the king stepped onto the bridge, such a noble effort to save the captain, to try to buy you some time so you might save my son. You killed him, Aelin said. My one regret is that I did not get to take my time. What did you say? What did she say? (laughs) What did he say? They both turned and looked at Dorian. Did you kill him? The king then noticed the ring on his finger, glowing, but the collar was still on his neck. You. The king pointed and threw his dark magic at her, but she was protected by a wall of ice. She. Dorian. His name was Dorian. Dorian. Havilliard, and he was the crown prince of Adderlin. He remembered who he was. He remembered the girl in front of him, and he remembered his father and what he had done. He reached up and snapped the collar from his neck. God damn! Daddy Daddy! I would be on my knees for this man so quick. (laughs) Same. Fire and ice. Aelin and Dorian used their magic to stifle back the king's darkness. They joined hands to a better future, she says. You came back, he responds. And they combined their magic to defeat the king. Okay, I want to pause here because combining their magic, does that not feel like a Karanam? It does. It do be feeling that way. Can you have more than one? Because I know it's extremely rare to already have one, but they say that about the mating bond and everybody in Akatar has the mating bond. So like, could Aelin have more than one Karanam? I don't know, but it is peculiar. It is. They were trapped. Rowan and Adion were stuck in the sewers. Even Lorcan drug his sorry ass back, unable to find an exit. But Rowan found a hole. That's what she said. Caca. <laughs> And shifted to his animal form, flying out of the hole to help his queen. (laughs) That's what she said. Together, Aelin and Dorian snapped the final tether on the king's power, and he fell to his knees. The The demon inside of him gone. My boy, have you come to save me at last, Aelin Galathinius? Don't listen to him, Dorian said. And then the king spills the tea. Here is a whole montage of basically what he says over like three chapters. Let me take a sippy sip. Let me finish this popsicky. Popsicky? <laughs> popsicky. Oh my God. Everything I did was to keep you safe from him. 
I found the key and brought it to Marath. And when we were young, Parrington took me under the... (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what I get to type there. Literally, it says... Lita Lita Pewty. Anyways, I opened it with the key. We're moving on, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> and he came. He took Parrington's body and let his minion take me. They could find you on your magic alone and wanted the strongest of you for themselves. And when you were born, You were so strong, so precious. I couldn't let them take you. I wrestled control away for just long enough to have the towers built and use the spell to banish magic, but he didn't know I had done it. He just thought magic vanished as punishment from our gods and knew nothing of why the towers were built. All of this time, I used my strength to keep the knowledge of it away from him. All my strength so I could not fight the demon, stop it when he did those things aka to her family using my blood in the spell must have made my bloodline immune i'm so sorry my boy kale is alive broken but i did not make the kill there was a light around him and i left him alive in dorian's rage he shattered the glass castle glass shattered down from the sky and as aelin fell she used what magic she had left to create a firewall shielding the city from the shards eventually creating a wave-like wall. She awoke. Everyone was alive but the king. She told the city who she was, that the king was dead, and to fuck off, or she would kill them all. Switching back over to Elite's point of view. What was the song for Dorian? Say my name, say my name. No, that wasn't it. Oh, oh, na, na. Oh, na, na. That's my name. Elite's song was all by myself, all by myself. Wow, that was beautiful. We harmonized. <laughs> so she was all by herself <laughs> and was about to be taken to be implanted with a Kui when Manon and her bad bitch self shows up, comes in the room, and kills everyone helping Elite escape. But when they reach, reach, when they reach the top of the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel that drunk, but my tongue cannot pronounce. But when they reach the top of the stairs, Caltaine is standing there and tells him to hurry. How long has it been since you destroyed the demon inside that collar, Caltaine? Manon asks. A while, she laughed. Wow, bad bitch. Okay, we have to pause here. I have to say, Caltaine has to arguably be the most powerful character in the series. She is the only person that we know of that was able to break hold of the demon inside of her all by her goddamn self. And keep it at bay. And keep it at bay. Her mind is indestructible. She held strong. Her powers were described as death incarnate. Caltaine was everything Aelin thought she was. And I stand by that. Okay, this is a reach. I'm too drunk for this. It's a reach. It's a reach. But just the death incarnate. What if Caltaine? Nesta. No. 
I was going to oh. say the weaver. Ooh, I'd like that. I would like that too, but I don't think that's it. But that I, think was like, I think it's a reach as well. But do you not agree with me that she is probably the most powerful and is everything Aelin proclaimed herself to be? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, not wrong in my opinion. She would have been a very powerful ally. However, I love the way that she kind of went out. Yeah. Taltain switched clothes with a lead and masked herself as the fragile girl. Caltain then took a dagger and ripped a literal stone out from underneath her skin. Give this to Selena Sardothian, no one else, and tell her to promise to me to punish them all. When she asked why, tell her I said that they would not let me bring the cloak that she gave me, but I kept a piece of it to remember the promise she made, to remember to repay her for a warm cloak in a cold dungeon. We can take you with us, Elide said. I have no interest in living, not after what they did. I don't think my body could survive without their power. I shall enjoy this, I think. Those were Caltain's last words. She was death, devourer of worlds. See, that's where where I'm getting the spark. What if she basically made herself into a god? I fucking hope she did because I felt bad calling this bitch banana girl for like four episodes. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now we're all motherfucking here. Started from the banana, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Started from banana, now we're here. Started from banana, now the whole god's fucking here. The guards found her in the cell and took her to the catacombs, thinking that she was a lead. They chained her down on an altar, and she unleashed shadow fire on them all. Not the kind that she held back for Duke Parrington, but real shadow fire. She ripped off the chains and ran through the dungeons, letting everyone aflame with darkness in her path. She finally reached the room with the witches and the demon babies. Keltane said... I am not pro-life. Lit them all aflame as the witches looked to her with gratitude. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That's really fucking funny. Then Caltaine unleashed the last of her shadow fire, tipping her face to the ceiling towards the sky that she would never see again. She took out every wall, every column, as she brought it all crashing and crumbling around them. Caltaine smiled and at last burned herself into ash on a phantom wind. Oh, this was it. This was it. This what? was it. This was it. This was the one. Remember how I said I was going to tell you? Oh, fuck. I was going to tell you. Ne- okay, never mind. Scratch the whole weaver. Scratch everything. Caltaine smiled and at last burned herself into ash on a phantom wind. Whose death parallels that in Akatar? The cereal? Yes. I immediately, when first reading it, thought of the cereal. But you think she's the cereal? I would, that would be really fucking funny. But remember, he says that he has many faces. But there are many, not only does he have many faces, there are many cereals in the world of Akatar. I don't know. It just sounds like she turned into one of them to me. I mean, like, I'd love to see her again. I'm a little bit sad that she's gone. 
I'm a lot sad that she's gone, actually. I did not like her until this book. Like, I, we called her Banana Girl until this book. And then we were like, we don't care what happens to Banana Girl. I, I fucking regret that. I do. I feel bad. I don't about re- no, 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 no. You cannot regret it because it is the journey. It is the journey that made it as powerful as it was. <sighs> no, I still feel bad calling her banana girl because like, I mean, it is shit. the journey. It is the journey. That is some but, like, weak ass Libra shit. I'm so tired. No, no. like she <laughs> went through some shit where she does not deserve to be remembered as banana girl. I'm sorry. Anyways, Manon, Alid, and the 13 got away before the building came down. And t- they took Alid to the Oakwald Forest and told her to walk to Teresen. And she set off to find Selena Sardothian, whoever that was. LOL, why couldn't they have just taken her to Teresen, but okay? <laughs> this is what I wrote here. They just dropped her in the forest and said, walk, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the story is like, eh, for me. So this is all you need to know. Aelin is alive, but wounded. She's healing. And Rowan is trying to fuck her ASAP. Dorian is alive and healed, but is obviously grieving and is going to go through through some shit before he is able to kind of like cope. Kale is made the right hand of the king, but is also paralyzed from the waist down. They tell him to go south to get healed. And in my head, I'm like, great, another traveling book. In my opinion, I don't think Kale deserves the hate that he gets. Like, Homeboy is paralyzed from the waist down. Like, I think he has a right to be angry. And I'm, like, really tired of people saying that he doesn't. I, you know, with the amount of hate that Kale gets, I expected him to to do a lot worse things than he actually did. Yeah, and so far he hasn't. Maybe that'll change, but for now, I'm like, "Mm." It might, but Homeboy's fucking paralyzed. Like, that's some gnarly shit you know i would be fucking angry at the world too yeah me too after that aelin crowns lysandra lady of some land somewhere that i'm not sure of but i'm sure it's important i was glad that she i really liked aelin and lysandra's friendship revolution they kind of went from like absolute fucking hatred to best friends i don't know i loved their whole friendship dynamic and the way it turned out I did too. The Duke and Vernon survived. Manon goes back to them and it is evident she's probably going to play the role of the inside man. I cannot wait to see it. Manon comes back to check on Dorian from a distance. I loved this scene where she and Abraxos are like sitting on the glass thingy under the moonlight and Dorian waves like an idiot towards them. So cute. I thought it was really cute. Really wholesome. Lastly, Aelin, Rowan, and Adion set out towards Teresen, a land of rolling mountains, glittering rivers, white staghorn deer with the scent of pine and snow. They finally crossed onto kingdom soil. At long last, Aelin, Ash River, Galathinius was home. I loved also in the book how she said, with the scent of pine and snow and then she referred she never realized how much rowan smelled like home i know i did too me i'm glad we're also going somewhere pretty (laughs) me too (laughs) okay for the discussion brooke i need you to pull up 
a Google image of Akatar's map, please. Akatar? Akatar's map. Does that not look like a zoomed in version? I mean, they do both be vertical. That looks the same to me. I don't look at maps, but when I was flipping through the first page, I said, huh, hashtag copy, hashtag paste. Word keys equal horcruxes. Changed my mind. Lysandra, Adion, Manon, Dorian, Nesrin, Kale. That's where I stand. Next, was it Dorian's boner or was it some type of bond that woke him from the demon's trance? Questions I want answered, but may never know. I put down here who is the Gemini? Caltaine. Hmm. I could see it. Yeah. She gives me Gemini vibes. Okay. Moving into my discussion. We kind of already touched on this, but I'm glad we read Assassin's Blade first. Every new character in the Assassin's Blade either showed up or was mentioned in this book, which I really appreciated. And I don't think I would have understood. And I think I would have been really frustrated when they brought up these characters constantly. There were like five of them from Assassin's Blade. So I'm glad that we read that to kind of understand that dynamic a little bit more with all these characters in her past. Arabin's death. I'm glad she was the one that did it. However, I think he deserved a lot more pain than he got. Yeah, me too. I am glad Lysandra was the one to kill him though. If the king slash Parrington had the keys all this time and had access to the witches, why did all this not start like decades ago? Great questions. They will go unanswered. This Throne of Glass is supposed to be a Cinderella retelling. Akatar is supposed to be Beauty and the Beast retelling, right? If this is a Cinderella retelling, what if a lead is Cinderella in a way and not Aelin? She is the servant girl with one broken foot, aka the slave sister who lost her shoe. I could see it. Is that a reach? I think it's great, but I do think it will be a reach. Hmm. Because I feel like in a Cinderella retelling, she wouldn't make it about a character who we've gotten to know, like, what, fourth book in? I agree. I just see the parallels. I'm like, this is more Cinderella-y than maybe Aelin, at least what I'm seeing so far. Uh, Yeah, I know. I honestly don't even really see the Cinderella retelling, to be honest with you. I've heard that. I don't know if I'm, like, fully with it yet. Yeah, me neither. But that does make the most sense to me. Also, what do we think a lead is? If Faye plus demon equals witch, what does Faye plus witch equal? Demon. (laughs) (laughs) We're going full circle. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like she's got something going on. I don't know what it is though. Why did I like, I literally like, I, you know, that meme where it's like the girl with the blonde hair and she's got like all those calculations like running in her head. If two plus two equals four. (laughs) What the fuck is this? (laughs) Why did Aelin not use the entrance to the castle through the secret tunnel in her old room? She went down the steps, past the dead king and queen, and like threw him in the river. And she could like leave and come back through that access point. Why did she not use that in this book? Because she's Aelin Gash River, Alathianess of Teresan and doesn't, doesn't, doesn't wear the same thing twice also will not use the same tunnel twice unless it's a sewer gas river (laughs) (laughs) aelin is not an entrance repeater (laughs) caltaine could she have been mave's daughter somehow because they talk about mave having shadows and like going into people's minds and like the darkness that surrounds her own powers 
they kind of like present similarly to me in my mind. Probably not. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like we'll never hear about Caltane again. Probably not. Or we will. And Maeve will be like, that was my daughter and she's dead and I never got to meet her. I'm going to be angry as fuck now and take it out on everyone. Yeah. Caltane and Dorian, they both have magic, but aren't fae or witches. So what are they? They have to be half something. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know the answer. Okay. What? Okay, but what if what if Caltane and Dorian have the same like story lineup as what a lead possibly could be? Faye plus witch equal what? Dorian's mom is very kind of like out of the picture. Like, let me remove myself from the situation. It's very interesting how she does that. Also, quick question. If the king was possessed by demon, does that mean demon fuck Dorian's mom? Which means Dorian half demon. It would be interesting to note when maybe the king got possessed. Ooh, ooh, wait, this goes back to book one when it's when he said the tower was erected the year Dorian was born. So the king must have been possessed before then. <gasps> you might be onto something. He might be part demon. I mean, it makes part sense. Part demon, part witch. Does does that does that do something to the sperm? We don't know. We're gonna find out. Yikes! <laughs> or that makes me a happy lady, right? I'll tell you right now. If he's part or, demon, but you know what? It automatically confirms that his younger brother was conceived while the king was possessed, and his younger brother is supposed to be like basically evil. <gasps> Oh, yeah, that's good shit right there. Okay, what I did not like about the book, we've already kind of talked about it, did not like the scenery. Point two, I thought Aelin was going to be less of a bitch after her spiritual awakening. To me, this book was downhill from where we left off in Air of Fire until the very end. Yep. I don't know. I would say about halfway I started to like it. It took me to the last 100 pages. But it saved it. Like, it bumped it up quite a bit for me. That's Those good, 100 pages were, were intense. You were, gonna, you were probably going to rate it, like, a 2 originally from, like, the vibe I was getting you, getting from you. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, it was less than a 3, for sure. My favorite parts about the books, Rowan being horny, Dorian plus Aelin friendship, Manon plus Dorian potential, Abraxos, and the end, the last 100 pages. <laughs> and that's it. It pulled through at the end, for sure. All these books kind of have that vibe, though. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works out. Other times, it really do not. <laughs> like, Throne of Glass. I can't even remember how Crown of Midnight ended. Air of Fire. I think I enjoyed Air of Fire all the way through. I enjoyed Air of Fire the most. I gave it five stars. However, it was kind of like, it was like, go to the kitchen. Then let's go training then let's go investigate a murder and then do it all again. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than Silver Fri- Silver Flames for sure. But it was kind of like a build up till the end. A lot of people find it hard to even get through Air of Fire. Really? I've had some people in the DMs message me even today and be like, I can't even get 200 pages past Air of Fire. Wow. I'm like, if you can't do that, that was my favorite one so far. Yeah, if you can't do that, babies, it took it took a good half of this book, which is 600 pages. So that's 300 pages 
just to get to the point where I, I felt like it was starting to become worth it. Yeah. So there's that. All right. How drunk are you? I'm like a two. How drunk are you? Get 3.5. I'm just really hungry. I think because I've just been living off chips. So. Well, go eat. Did you order some food tonight? No, I didn't. I'll find something in the kitchen. I just, I literally just went to the grocery store. Oh gosh. Okay. It's literally like what? Almost 10 for you. Yeah. Hunger is outweighing my, my boozy scale. How would you rate the book? You know, obviously before the one, the last hundred pages, I was like, I don't even know if I can give it a three just because I was so upset. The scenery at how kind of all the characters were acting other than the few I mentioned before, like Rowan Abraxos, that's it. (laughs) But after the last 100 pages, when like she and Dorian joined hands and the whole thing with Caltaine, it bumped it up to a 4.5 for me. It made it worth it. Quite a jump. Quite a jump. Quite a jump. And, you know, I don't, I'm not extremely generous with my book ratings. Mm. I'd say for me, at least it was quite fair. The way that it made me feel, it was just like a constant, like my mouth was gaping open at how shocked I was in the last 100 pages. How about you? Uh, I rated it a three out of five on Goodreads. I'm still going to stand by that. To be honest with you, a five out of five book for me is when I enjoyed it from front to cover. If I didn't enjoy it from front to cover, I will not rate it a five out of five. Um, There are varying factors that can affect that. It doesn't always mean that it has the best twists or whatever. It literally just means, okay, did I like this book all the way through? I can't say that for this one. It took, I mean, it wasn't the last 100 pages for me. It was the last 300, which is halfway through the book. And I think, you know, regardless, like I gave it a three out of five, whatever, I would still continue reading it for sure. Even if we weren't doing the podcast, I would still continue reading it just to kind of figure out what happened, like with especially Manon and Dorian. I'm interested in Kale's story. I know no one really cares. And then I'm also interested in Rowan and um, Aelin. And uh, Lysandra and... um, Lysandra and Adion, I really hope that they end up together because like they have little vibes here and there that I, you know, picked up on and I'm really excited for that. So it's starting to become more character driven for me, like, and that's what I enjoy in books. We, I finally gotten to the point where I really feel like I know the characters. So with that, that starts to become like some of the things that I enjoy the most. So I think I'll really like the next coming books. I'm glad that it became more character driven for you. All right, jumping into the podcast forecast, podcast forecast. Wow. We talked about this in the last episode. September is going to be the first half of both Empire Storms and Tower of Dawn. Part one and part two are going to be in September and part three and part four are going to be in November. Again, we are tandem reading Empire Storms and Tower of Dawn. So it is kind of going to be a shit show. A shit show. (laughs) If you want to find us on Instagram, send us a DM. We are booked and boozy podcast. Our TikTok is also booked and boozy pod. If you want to come hang out with us there, our Twitter and Patreon are booked and boozy. And if you want to send us something a little bit more personal or send us something for our witching hour episode, 
generally anything that you send in our emails, we put on the podcast. Okay. So send us a quick email at bookedandboozy at gmail.com. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch.